0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. On this special episode of Life Today, James and Betty sit down with Sheila Walsh.
1: Our viewers get a chance to see you like today, like for 30 minutes. What they don't see is that for the other 23 hours and 30 minutes, you live exactly the same thing. As long as you see a need, there is a compulsion in your heart to come in the name of the Father and to bring help and to bring hope and to bring healing.
0: See how you can be a part of hope and healing for people around the world. Next,
2: I'm James Robinson. I want to welcome you to, uh, to life today really special program. I'm going to be talking to Sheila Walsh. She's just come back from, uh, from Africa. And are you ever going to have your heart touched and blessed? And are you ever going to be able to be a blessing? I open like this because the first time in 48 years of television that I didn't have time to shave. I'm trying to remember if one time during the Christmas season years ago, I might have actually grown a beard on purpose. And I said, I'm just going to wear my Christmas beard. We've been down a few <laughs> days and relaxing and I just did it. But... But this first time I didn't have time. And let me tell you why I didn't have time. Because God has literally kept me and Betty awake. Now, Betty, this is the truth. We called Beth Moore and I got her on the phone. I said, Beth, my wife's been crying for several hours. Would you minister to me and Betty? Because I don't think I can comfort her like you could. And by the way, don't ever think, you hear things in the media and you think, James and Betty, they're not really one. Yes, we are. We're inseparable in Christ. We're one in Christ. But she ministered to us, Betty. And it really meant a lot. But the reason I'm telling you that is you say, well, why why were you weeping? Why were you praying? Why why, why didn't you have time to shave today? Because we really prayed most of the night for you. For everyone in the United States, everyone in North America, wonderful Canadian friends, people all over the world. Because just let me tell you, this is what God's wisdom. People have been plundered. And we've, we've talked recently about how women have been mistreated and disrespected. Listen, innocent women and children have been slaughtered all over the world. And they're being slaughtered because there doesn't seem to be a block. There doesn't seem to be any hedge of protection. There there seems to be no guarantee that anybody on earth would stop the Holocaust. It's kind of like when the Nazi Germans and under Hitler just slaughtered the innocent. And they got them to the place they could justify it. The slaughter of the most innocent people. Do you know when they loaded those people on the trains, they, they thought they were going somewhere. But pretty soon they got it we were going to the grave, a very horrible death. Now, Betty, if we don't come back to God with our whole heart, because no, no politician or political party is going to save us. Only the heads of God's protection is miraculous power. And that's what we're praying for. And we're going to see a demonstration of it today. Sheila Walsh, is a blessing, isn't yeah, she? she? Definitely, and is you know what? She letter. she has helped lighten our load in the sense yes. that she says, "I feel what you feel," and and Sheila, and we're so glad you're here. But I feel like I feel like you're saying, "I want to help you and Betty do the things that you've been doing so long, so effectively." And these incredible, indescribable missionaries—I've now seen it up close and personal—and you've seen the effect of love. I feel like you're saying, "Let me." Help carry that responsibility. Am I reading that and interpreting that right?
1: Absolutely. Because, you know, our viewers get a chance to see you like today, like for 30 minutes. What they don't see is that for the other 23 hours and 30 minutes, you live exactly the same thing. Hmm. That it's on your heart day and night, 24 7. It never lifts, it never releases. As long as you see a need, there is a compulsion in your heart to come in the name of the Father and to bring help and to bring hope and to bring healing. And I'm just, I'm profoundly grateful to sit even
2: close to you <laughs> <laughs> You know what I think sometimes, because there's actually been a lot of discussion about it. If, if certain leaders are in power, they'll take away the 501c3 and they're already saying, you may not be able to preach in the public square. You can't witness at school and you can't even pray around a team you coach. And you know, they're doing it now in public schools. They'll pretty soon be telling little kids leagues. Well, you can't do that because there's a parent on the sideline They came out here and doesn't like it. And, and you look at all those things that are happening And and you're saying, well, God, what are you going to do? I'm going to say, you're never going to stop me from praying. Why don't the church just stand up and say, listen, we're not going to change our views on biblical truth and reality. We're not going to change it about marriage. We're not going to change it about the preciousness of life. We, we're never going to change here. Just shout it from the housetops. We're not going to move. But you know, it's like there's this pressure that's trying to shut us down. But there's a river in me, I, I can't stop. And I'm praying that'll come out of the whole church because here's what happens. Once you start relieving, uh, releasing that river, you start seeing lives saved everywhere. You start seeing transformation. And when they know the love is inspired and it's the move of God's love, they are suddenly seeing Jesus lifted up. And like you said, I will draw people to myself. And religion doesn't do that. Religion can repel you. But relationship with God and life, it's attractive.
1: You know, it's interesting. I got to see a woman recently on my last trip to Angola. Because, you know, later on in the program, I'll talk about some of the hardest things Mm -hmm. that I've seen. But I met this woman. And honestly, I wanted to sit at her feet and say to her, will you just talk to me for two hours? Because actually, what we'll see in this piece is she has gone through great tragedy, but the minute I mentioned a certain name, and the name was Jesus, she came to life.
2: And you have that?
1: Oh, yes. And don't you think that's
3: because she knows where her hope comes from, and that is that
1: relationship? Absolutely, but watch this piece, you're gonna love it. (laughs)
4: She <laughs>
1: Armida is a dedicated and hard-working mother, but all the work she can find barely produces enough for one tiny meal a
4: day. to <laughs>
1: We were amazed that she could go on like this. But then we noticed the name across her forehead. When we asked her about it, she lit
4: up. <laughs>
1: Her prayer is a prayer of faith. This is a woman of faith, and I I just think what an incredible opportunity because you and I, we get the opportunity to be the answer to her prayer. What a joy. There's women like this all across these villages. They're trusting Jesus for everything. So, why don't you and I decide we will be the answer to her prayer? We can make her life a little easier as she continues to
4: honor Christ with every single
1: breath she takes. <speaking in Spanish>
2: I uh, When you talked about a shift, and she's lost two children, there are four there. Now, she seemed to have so much hope because of relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, she lit up. This is the living God. Yeah. So she still faces challenges. Okay, in light of the fact that she still faces challenges, was there no more need for food where she is now? It's all fixed, or was there such an expression of the love of God through the missionaries, and she saw it in you, that she felt like her hope was in the Lord that sent you and the missionaries there, and maybe the viewers. That's a great question.
1: She redefined for me what a woman of faith looks like. Because I think it's easy to say, you know, the Lord has provided so I have faith in him. But she is a woman who has buried two children, and still has four children that she struggles to feed every day. I mean, she showed me and she held in her hands the amount of food that Sunday she has for all four of them. So many times she goes to bed hungry. But the interesting thing is that what is sustaining her is that she knows that Christ sees her. But when she says, you know, it's easy to look at these women and think, well, there's a woman in Africa. No, 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 no. There's a sister in Christ Mm -hmm. who stands beside Betty, who stands Mm -hmm. beside James, who stands beside me, who stands beside you and says, um, prayer is what's sustaining me. And I think, here's what Jesus talked about. We get to be the answer to her prayer. You know, it's easy to say, well, she's a woman of faith. She'll be fine. No, she has four hungry children. And she still trusts Jesus, but don't you think it's on Jesus' heart to say to those of us who have so much, come on guys, yeah. let's do this. Let's feed every one of her children. And you know what was so transforming as I watched in her was at first when
3: she started sharing, she said she felt like a failure as a mom because she couldn't get save her two children that she lost. And I think that's because the nurturing heart mm-hmm. in a mother we're supposed to be able to fix everything for our lo- little ones. And she couldn't, why? Not that she didn't want to. She didn't have the resources to do it. But then when she started talking about the name across her forehead, Jesus, I saw her eyes and her face just light up, even in the midst of knowing there's a possibility she could lose more children if we don't get the nourishment to them and the, and the
2: nutrition. You know, I want, I want to share something. While you were talking, about those children and about the miracle and about meeting that need. Do you know what flashed in my mind? And let me tell you why it did. We're talking about the sorrow. We're bearing a lot of our friends that are our age, but here's what I heard. There's a lot of older people because I promise you, now you tell me if this is true. She, she showed you her meager food. Is there not a great likelihood she didn't have enough for herself?
1: Oh, absolutely, James. She told me, um, if I only have this much, I divide it into four, and I make sure that my little ones have something in their stomachs. And what she said was, I go to bed at night with nothing in my stomach, and this is my prayer. The Lord is my shepherd, mm. I shall not want.
2: Well, let me tell you something, sweetheart, you can't hear me, but you're a shepherd just zap me. And now listen to me, viewers. I don't sit around looking for something to get concerned about. I felt like the Lord said to me, don't let the older people die because you didn't give them something. If you've ever seen older people neglected, thank all of you who go to the assisted living centers. Thank all of you who take care of your parents. Thank all of you who love the elderly. It may be because I'm in that level, I don't know. But I don't feel lonely like I know they do and like a lot of people do. And I'm just saying to you, Life Outreach viewers, Life Today viewers, please, I'm begging you. Let's don't let somebody's mom die trying to keep her kids alive. Please hear me. Let's be big enough to say, you know Peter Pretorius, how he first got ready to leave everything? people were dying. He had an old man was leaning up against a tree and he thought he was really thirsty. He said, I'm going to get you some water. And he goes to get the man the water and he comes back. He's dead. And it just tore Peter up. He told you, I'm sure Mm -hmm. about what happened. And I didn't expect this. So you you take it. I'm telling you, I don't want anybody not to have food when we know where they are and we can give them.
1: And here's the difference. Here's what I saw with my own eyes in Angola. One day, I'm in um, a village where we have mission feeding, and I got to sit there, just as you both have, and give this incredible, rich, it looks like oatmeal, but it's not. It's full of protein and vitamins. Got to give something to every single child. Because of our viewers, the following day, I end up in the malnutrition clinic, where we've not been able to get there yet. And I have held little ones. I mean, I I said such stupid things because I didn't understand. I said, oh, that's unusual, his his hair is orange. They said it's because there's no protein in his system. His skin was peeling off, his bones were sticking through. And I was almost scared to hold these little ones because they looked so fragile. But it was the desperation in the mother's eyes that absolutely, I can't imagine as a mother having to come to a clinic and say, please help me. And to watch the way, you've seen this, they struggle
2: to take a breath. Don't even strong enough to cry. Mm-mm, mm-mm. When is there, you're so weak, and you, you, you talked about that that porridge a minute ago, I, I've just gotta get this. I mean, I had no idea I'd do this. Listen to me. She described that porridge. I'm gonna tell you something about my weeping. Sometimes I think I need to just quit because it is embarrassing. And I'm accused of trying to be, you know, trying to move people with my broken. Heart. I can't stop it. And Jesus wept. Don't tell me He didn't weep over Jerusalem when He said, "Come like chicks the wings." He knew the whole city was going to be leveled, leveled. And He said, "Come, Jerusalem." Don't tell me, and I can't stop the broken heart. But I'm telling you, that porridge you talked about. Mm-hmm. By the way, it didn't go in bowls like this. You know where these came from? You. Our viewers said, give those children something that doesn't burn their hands, because Sheila, when they first came, they brought an old can, and not many cans with this knife. Most of them looked like they'd been maybe run over or crushed, and a lot of them were oil cans. And some of them had the lid off, but some of them, all they had was the hole to try to get the soup in. And then they would get it and it'd burn their hands. And if they dropped it and it got on the ground, they would eat it off the ground. And our viewers said, give them some bowls. And the missionary said, can't afford it. And you said, yes, we can. You give bowls to those kids, and bless God, you have. And I'm going to tell you something else, Sheila. You talk, I mentioned the ground. You talk about tearing you up. They didn't have this nice a bag, but these little kids would come with some kind of plastic bag. Yeah, they would put the soup in it. You watched it, baby. Yes, Many times. And go right through it on the ground and so help me. God, they're down there digging it up. It, it's it guts you if you've got any compassion. And you, God bless you. You did it. And I had another lightning bolt. And I'm just telling you, Betty prayed and God answered her prayers. Here was your big prayer. You remember what it was? Tell everybody what the prayer was.
3: That the lines for wanting to share the food and get the food to the children was longer than the lines we were seeing to where one at the back of the line would get to the front finally, and we would be out of food and you would see them digging down with their little fingers in the bottom of that barrel, trying to get one little taste. Crawl it in the barrel. And it you just break your heart. Yeah. And that's why I said we have got to continue the feeding. They need the nourishment
1: daily. And so you know the other amazing thing that I discovered is that when we have these bowls and we provide the food, the kids come to school to yes. get it, yep. and th- before we were there, the kids can't go to school because they've got no energy, they can't concentrate, yeah. but they stay in school because they're yeah. gonna get a meal And every now day.
2: we're doing school feeding, and the bowls have lines so you can apportion it and you are not run out. And the other thing, and this is important because you talked about how it has, it looks like oatmeal maybe, but it's a lot more. It is scientifically researched to meet the malnutrition areas of need in that particular area. And so effective was what our missionaries and the people worked with them, scientists that were studying it, that the United Nations asked if we could provide their food, which is impossible. I mean, we barely keep up with what we got. And you built the food factories. I mean, our viewers that watch us, they built the food factories. So don't, hey, listen, there's nothing people created in the image of God can't do when they submit to the wisdom of God and the leadership of God. So here's what I'm asking you to do right now. I want you to begin praying, God, I want to give the greatest gift I can because it's going to be doubled. We have got a miraculous matching gift that only God could give us. And if you give a gift, 30, 50, 100, feeds three, five, or 10 children, but it's doubled now to 20 children, 10 children, six children. It's doubled immediately. And $1,400 will feed children. Think about what I'm saying. It will feed children for the next three months at an entire school. But now, not one, but two. Sheila, we're witnessing a miracle. And with all my heart, I'm praying everybody's going to want to respond. I want you to start praying right now. God, and some of you, you're already... Let me let me just put the, the, let me put the website up. Take note of where it is. Take note of it. Take note of it. And then there's the phone number. I want you to take note of it. You might want to write in and say, we're going to call now. No, just get ready and say, I am going to obey God. We're not just going to feed those children. We're not going to let an older person that's always laying aside their own need, we're going to take care of them too with love. Okay? Make up your mind. But I want you to watch this because what we're dealing with has a name.
0: I am a mother's worst nightmare. I thrive on the pain of children. I do not discriminate and I show no mercy.
1: You look into the eyes of a child who's seriously malnourished and there's just nothing. It's like somebody just turned the light off.
0: You won't see me coming but you will soon hear me in your children's cries. My touch brings bloated stomachs, thinning hair that changes color, painful skin disorders, and tiny bodies so thin and frail they appear as living skeletons.
1: And to see this little helpless one with the skin literally peeling off his arms and his legs was such a horrifying sight.
0: I am slow, but sure. My name is malnutrition, and my legacy is death.
1: I heard someone on the news one day make a comment about the devastating deaths of children in some countries in Africa, and yet the reporter suggested that perhaps The mothers there were more accustomed to that because it's very much part of their life. I've seen with my own eyes what I knew in my gut. No mother will ever become accustomed to burying a child. The thing that really has blown me away the most, all of this is reversible.
2: everything you just saw, the trucks, the bags, the food factory, everything you saw, love built, Mm -hmm. love flowing through someone like you. That's the truth. That's how it happened. Now we want to see a miracle of love right now, knowing that what you give will be doubled because of the love of God in some people who said, we'll put up $400,000 to match any gift. If you if you will help us feed an entire school for three months, that takes $1,400. See, we've gotten them stabilized, saved their lives, got them healthy, healthy enough they can go to school, but what gets them going to school, the best nourishing meal they know they're going to get. And they'll go. And little girls are the first ones that don't tend to go. And when there's food there, they come. You see, they have a tendency to, to do other things and get distracted and go working at little things because they've watched their moms so often now please i want you to make the greatest gift you've ever made remember this 30 50 100 is going to be double 30 feeds three 55 and 110 now it's going to feed 20 not 5 10 not 3 6. sheila What are you praying in your heart will happen?
1: You know, every single bowl that I handed out is our name in the bottom, you know, life. And I thought. Almost every child, I'm like, this is from the Millers in Chicago, this is from the (laughs) Stevenson's in in Grand Rapids. It was like this sense of of being this bridge between our amazing viewers who care and these desperate children. And I thought, I wish you could see, but that's why we're showing it to you because the difference between a malnutrition clinic and a child who's been fed with this amazing is life. They laugh. They, I mean, it's those children
2: in those clinics,
1: don't laugh, they don't cry but once you put a meal in their stomach,
2: they become children again. And you know when you were naming those places and those names, I wanted to ask, were any of them from Texas by any chance? Oh
1: well of course, I'm <laughs> huge in the mouth from Texas, well, of you course.
2: Think, you know what I wish though, see, there's an issue. what are we doing? You know what I wish? It should all feel that way. We want our state, we want our neighbors, mm-hmm. we want them to pour the love of God on people. Why don't we just pray here, our whole nation does, and for Canada and Central America and South America and Europe and Asia, and just pray all over the world that you just pour God's love out. And here's a way to do it right now. Go to that website with your bank or do it. I mean, like you want to run to it. Pick up the phone, like you would if your heart was broken, because that's why it's there. Somebody to pray with. But today you're gonna pick it up, knowing. I am fixing to be an answer. And if fixing's not appropriate in your state, I'm about to be. I'm about to be the miracle. Some mother, someone prays for. Would you right now, knowing your gift's gonna be doubled. We have some very special gifts for you and you'll hear about that. But I want you to focus on the great gift, sharing the love and the life of God, becoming a miracle answer to a prayer to a need would you do it please please do it go to the website dial the number if you write a check make it to life that's what you're giving but call us and tell us what you're doing so we can tell the missionaries and feed that school at 1400 you've got a school two schools here's another 10 children now 20 Please do what God's leading you to Do it right now.
0: Father, please. In remote and impoverished villages of Africa, children are suffering, desperately in need of life-saving food, facing death by starvation. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, ready now to feed and care for children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With all of our previous reserves gone and Angola facing a record food shortage due to crop failure, we need to immediately replenish our funding and supplies for our feeding programs. As an answered prayer, a group of life's friends have set a $400,000 matching gift challenge for mission feeding. This means your gift today can have a double impact. $30 for three children will be double to help feed six children. $50 to help feed five children will be double to save 10 children and $100 for 10 children will be double to help feed 20 children. And don't forget your $1,400 gift to sponsor a school will now be double to feed children in two schools. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Without Rival by author Lisa Bevere. With your double impact gift of $100 or more, please request the Complete Illustrated Children's Bible. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,000, which will now be double to help feed 200 children, and you may request our beautiful majesty bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I I really
2: don't think there's an adequate way to express the, uh, the gratitude that mothers would want you to hear. But thank you. Sheila, how do you express enough gratitude for what our viewers do? It's amazing.
1: And I want to say, I can't wait to go back because I want to show you the difference
2: that your love <laughs> has made in the lives of these women. And you can make some year-end gifts. I mean, I mean, you can, you're can. you going to get the credit. And hey, listen, what better could you give toward? Not only saving lives, but pointing them to eternal life because we will. The missionaries always do, and it's effective. So how about making perhaps the largest gift you ever made, knowing it's going to be doubled. Thanks for doing it. And I say, thank you, Sheila. And thank you, Betty. Thank God for this precious wife you gave me. And thank God for you.